when you're down and trouble and you need some loving care and nothing what well, nothing is going right close your eyes and think of me and soon I I'm CJ Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studio, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowler's Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show is regularly scheduled at the same time each week. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson started the show in 2002. Since then, he's recorded over 1,100 shows featuring over 400 different guests, a literal who's who in bowling. So, Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Kegel is presented this program for you each and every week. It's the number one lane maintenance company in the world. So, for all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, which we get a lot of calls, you can always rely on the Kegel company. So. Go to Kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week's special guest has been here with us many times before, and you've all heard his bio many times. But I got to tell you, I met him back in basically 1979, and this guy was a young kid, but I could tell by looking at him, he had dedication in his eyes, and he wanted to know as much as he could about bowling. He showed up at our bowling center up in Sholo, Arizona with Don Glover, and I think he was fresh out of the service, and I'll tell you what, i never seen anybody that had so much passion for the sport. He kept us up morning, noon, and night talking bowling, but it kind of interrupted our drinking because he just wanted to talk bowling. <laughs> we wanted to have a drink now and then, but anyway, this guy knows more about bowling than probably anybody you've ever talked to, so let's get him out here. Find out what he's up to. He's always got something on his mind to pass along. So here's my buddy, C.J. Layton. Hello, C.J., and welcome back to the show. My friend, the Phantom, you are far, far too to me, but it's always great to talk to you, pal. Always great. Well, I'll never forget you. You know, you're only there for a couple days, and then I didn't see you for a long, long time. We kept in touch a little bit, but, man, right. I'm back here. I'm glad that you're back in touch, and, and I love having you on. And I, I always tell you, you know, come up with something new. You go, I got two or three things I can talk about every time. So, you know, <laughs> you always add so much to the show, Pards. But I understand you've been a little bit under the weather. And what's going on? Well, you know, I, I told you uh, more or less pregame here, my voice. I know it sounds like stir-fried crap, but uh, – uh, basically, health-wise, I feel great. My doctor is telling me that even though I haven't had any allergic reactions to anything in my first 60-plus years of life, he just kind of smiled and shook his head and says, we've got an allergy going on here. Now we just got to lock it down. Well, you, you know, to me, you sound good. I, I don't know. You <laughs> might feel something yourself, but you sound fine, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. But I noticed on Facebook, you, you mentioned a couple of times that, you're a little bit under the weather. You were chasing it down, and you're under a doctor's care. You're only taking stuff over the counter. So right, 
Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good sign, Forrest. But anyway, I don't want to talk about your health. You'll start feeling bad because <laughs> you, you, you talk about something enough, and pretty soon it seems to be true. But anyway, I'm going to ask you some questions about what's going on because, as I said in the opening, nobody knows as much about you about what's going on. So I'm thankful, and I'm sure you are, that the PBA and the PWBA are back. And that's awesome, you know. But if you would, tell us a little bit about the PBA's big money events, including the U.S. Open, okay? Yeah, they've been uh, going great guns, man. First, uh, I don't want to leave out all my old friends in the PBA 50. Shout out to my guy, PDW, at the time that we're talking about this. He's won two tournaments in a row. Uh, in the PBA 50, it's going great guns with PD Dub and Walter Ray Williams. Of course, Sam Leto is there. Norton Duke will make an appearance. It's just like bowling back in the day, back in the 80s. Tough as nails, tough as ever. Big shout out to PBA 50. Uh, my gosh, my friends in the PBA, the young guns are hammering it. Let's start with the Players' Championship. Uh, quite a few weeks back, Anthony Simonson, little two-hander from Little Elm, Texas, won 50 grand there. And then the very next week, won 60 grand, finishing second in the PBA Tournament of Champions. Frankie Lavoie broke through. Little Canadian, and man, can this guy roll a bowling ball. $100,000 first prize for Frankie in that one. Uh, the Roth Holman doubles, two of my friends from the house, the Shark Chris Prather, Andrew Anderson combined to uh, pretty much beat up on everybody in the win uh, at the Roth home and doubles. So really good to see Chris on TV again. Good to see Thomas Larson back on TV again. The young man from Denmark wins the USBC Masters and their $30,000 prize. U.S. Open was a massive thing, Phantom. Four days, four different oil patterns. Now, the fourth oil pattern was used for uh, final round of qualifying, all the match play, and the TV show. The first real uh, thing we talk about is Anthony Nyer. His dad, I believe Andrew Nyer, uh, was a professional back in the 80s. Well, Anthony made a 7-10 split on TV. It hasn't, it hasn't been done for a while. Uh, in fact, since I think 1992, John Gant and uh, another left-hander, Jess Stayrook, were the last guys to do it. Mark Roth, of course, was the first. But the day and the week really belong to a right-handed two-hander, smooth as silk. Uh, he's cut up. He reminds me a lot of Nelson Burton Jr. in the way how Nelly would always keep in shape. Well, Chris Vi is that kind of guy. He's from Black Lake, Ohio, won the $30,000 going away. Now, here's a kick for you. All five professionals on the TV show through urethane. All five. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable. And it's back in the old days. And, you know, you mentioned being in shape. You know, there's no excuse for not being in shape on the tour. And if you look at it, at the end of the year, it'll be the top guys that are in the top physical shape. You know, there's a guy on the regular senior tour that stays in the greatest shape of all. And this guy didn't come out bowling until uh, he got done with his work. He used to live in Alaska. You know who I'm talking about? I can see his face. I don't got the name, but I can see his face. It's right in front of me. This guy does a thousand push-ups a day. Good Lord. Yeah, unbelievable. So if this was a call-in show, we'd put a trivia question on it. But I'm there gonna you let go. The, I'm gonna let the people think about it for a minute, and we'll mention it at the end of the show. But all right, you gave us a good rundown about the major tournaments and what's going on with the men's tour. 
and a little bit about the seniors. But we can't leave the ladies out for it. So what's going on with the PWBA? Well, the women are doing fantastic. They're back on track. Uh, big shout out to all the major players, all the new young talent that is out there. But, of course, uh, in the first few weeks, uh, we've seen plenty of uh, familiar faces. Liz Johnson, I don't think, will ever go anywhere. I don't think Kelly Kulik will ever go anywhere. Uh, they have been... Uh, they have been stalwart so far in the first few weeks. They don't have any TV coverage. The only way you can see them is through uh, the USBC website and bowl.com. But I'm hoping here rather quickly, once we get back to somewhat semi-normal, let's say, uh, we can uh, get some sponsors for these uh, kids and uh, some of the older guns and get them back on the tube. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I've got a friend of mine. His name is Mike Carroll. And later on in life, uh, not that they're old, but he met a gal, and she was a bowler on the women's tour for years. And I understand she's getting a little bit of an itch to make a little bit of comeback. Uh, you ever hear Lisa Wagner? Absolutely. Lisa Wagner, when she was not bowling, she was also a commentator on the PWBA ESPN shows. Very familiar. I'm, I'm Probably shouldn't say this, but boy, I was in love with that woman for such a long time. But um, she was a great player. She kept herself in stellar shape, and uh, I don't blame her. Maybe she can make a run. I'm telling you, you know, I've seen her ball back in the day, and I've seen them all for the last 50 years. She could bowl with the men. No question yes, about could. it. All right. Yeah, she could, and she was back there in the days of Donna Adamic and uh, the first days of Tish and uh, Cindy Coburn, all those great players. Boy, for sure. I got the $64,000 question for you. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Here we go. All right. In your opinion, and I don't know if anybody knows more about the game than you, will bowling make it all the way back to what it used to be? You know... I'm liking what I'm seeing by the young guns, by the younger players. I'm liking what I'm seeing from some of the younger and more youthful coaches. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Let's go back to the U.S. Open and Urethane. It wasn't just the top five bowlers, Lenny, on the TV show. The top 24 going into match play all through Urethane. And that tells me that these young guys are, you know, are learning very quickly that you don't have to, you know, constantly like the golfers. So you don't have to always hit the 300-yard drive in order to have success. You can back it off a little bit, rely on your touch, rely on your feel, rely on your athleticism. And, uh, the, you know, these are not your grandfather's urethane balls. These are not the angles, hammers, or edges or Cobras of the day, these ball manufacturers have done great work with these things. I like the idea. I like the way the young players are using this different equipment to blend things out. I like people like DeAndra Asbady, who is still running the Elite Youth Tour all over the country. And the PBA now has a PBA Junior Elite Division that can be joined by players up to 17 years of age that have high potential. There is potential out there. There is seed corn out there to get this game back on track. I can feel it. Wow, seed corn. Man, I haven't heard that expression for a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, 
that's a philosophical question about will it make it back? And there is some, uh, you know, some scenery out there that it may make it back. Um, and I got to tell you, like I said before, I've seen it all for a long, long time. The knowledge out there is unbelievable. It's much greater knowledge of the players nowadays. But here's a question that the average fan just turning on the TV, they always have. And I'm going to ask you this question. Sure. Do you prefer the red or the blue oil? Wow. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, either or, it makes no difference to me now. You know, the, the younger fan – the newer fan, fine. You know, you you like the oil, you like the graphic images, you like the way the ball is tracked. They're averaging our, they're they're showing RPMs, they're showing uh, where the ball is put down, where the ball is at at the break point, etc., etc. And that's all well and good, especially for the newer, younger fan that might be getting involved. But for old cats like me, who's been watching the PBA since its inception, since in the days of black and white. I'm just a bowling fan, as you very well know, my old friend, and I it it matters not if it if the oil is blue, red, or green. I just want to see the best players in the world just go after it week after week, like they have been. Yeah, I know. I know. You're a traditionalist. There's no question about it. The the funny thing is, I used to give a lot of lessons, and back in the day, there used to be the century machine and the big right. talk about the shims. Yep. You know, with a, a big blob of oil in the middle or around the second arrow, and, and you had to bowl right alongside that oil. But this oil, the way it's on the lane now, and you can see it, these guys aren't playing the edge of any oil. They're going right through the middle of it. They got so much hand. You know, it takes lessons back a long, long time ago because people come to me now and say, you used to teach me to play alongside the oil. These guys are throwing the ball right up the middle of the oil. What's going on with all that? <laughs> and that's what's so, again, impressive about all these younger players and the top 24 in the U.S. Open immediately looking at the pattern before a ball was even thrown. They went back to the paddock and just pulled all their urethane stuff and yeah. took it out there just by looking at the pattern that was posted. Everybody has grown up now with throwing the ball away from the pocket. Let's get that hockey stick motion. How impressive is that, looking at the big scheme of things over the past 20-some-odd years, that these guys are going back and making sure the angles stay fresh and stay in front of them? That's To me, that's progress. Yeah, a lot of people ask me what the turning point in bowling was. Was it Mark Roth? Was it Don Carter? What was it? You know, it really was urethane because – Back in 1980, uh, you had to learn to throw the ball away from the pocket. Prior to that, it was down and in with Carter and Weber and Hardwick and all those. Uh, sure. Dick Ritker, great, great players. And what happened was when urethane came, it gave you more hook. It, it allowed you to belly the heads a little bit more. And therefore, to be successful, you had to throw the ball away from the pocket. It hurt a lot of straight players, but it sure helped a lot of the others. So... Uh, that's something about the game. There, there's all kind of defining moments, but that was definitely one of them. Hey, Pards, I'm looking at the old clock on the wall. we got about two minutes left, and I know you're always good for a couple of words of advice and whatnot. Uh, go ahead and close the show with whatever you want to talk about. 
Well, you know, I uh, I talked about urethane. Sean Rash don't like it. Uh, there was this incident a few months ago where Sean got beat by a player using urethane on TV, looked at the camera and says, please ban urethane. Uh, he may have been half serious. There are other people. This topic always comes around every, it seems like every eight to ten months or so. But again, I go back to how impressive that was, that all 24 players, the greatest players in the world, recognized and knew what to do out of the gate. That's you know you may have think it was a step backwards as far as equipment goes. Maybe it was, but it was a step forward in thinking that you don't have to hook the entire lane to be a success, to be a U.S. Open championship. I guess my final thought would be versatility. Okay, guys, you've been throwing these big reactive balls for a long time, and I know you love them. I know you love the, especially Storm. I know you love the scent of them. I know you love what they do to bowling pins, and they impress the girls and everything, but there's going to be times where maybe you should have bought that pitch black, or maybe you should have thought about using that fast pitch or that pitch purple. Think about it. Rely on your instincts, but again, also rely on your pro shop operator. He's the man. He's the protector of your game. Give him a talk. See if it works for you. Fantastic. Great advice, Pards. Well, Phantom fans, the old clock on the wall tells me we are out of time, and I can't believe how quickly the time flies on this show, and that's probably why they say it's the fastest show in all of sports, but hope that you all enjoyed it. Enjoyed hearing from C.J. Layton. We look forward to talking to all of you again next week. We'll have yet another interesting guest to talk to. In closing, we want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling Products and Brad Edelman for their valued and continued support of our show. We appreciate all that they do to keep us coming back to you each and every week. And another shout out to our newest sponsor, Dave Kowalski, with Auto Value and Bumper to Bumper Auto Parts Stores. He's also the past president of the Michigan High School Bowlers Coaches Association. I've said it before, hardly anybody believes it, but they got 7,000 junior bowlers up there. So, bowling fans, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled And you need some love and care And nothing Oh, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon I